When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride here. We've got another week of the offseason to go over, a much quieter week at that, as well as an announcement, and of course, your mailbag questions. So let's do it. How about we kick things off with a little bit of quarterback talk? GM Dave Ziegler went on Will Compton and Taylor Lewan's Bustin' with the Boys podcast and was asked about his search for a quarterback and had this to say. We're in charge of filling the most important position on the team. There's some pressure that comes along with that, and however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. But at the end of the day, we have to ha- have an answer in some form or fashion. There's pressure that comes along with that. That's also part of the excitement, too. The lack of sense of urgency by Ziegler is saying that the team doesn't need to have an immediate answer at QB has raised some eyebrows, and while I'll say he doesn't need to have it figured out in late January when that podcast was recorded, it is interesting to me that this late regime is so laid back. Going back to the season, I think I brought this up a few times where it seemed like Josh McDaniels and Ziegler to a certain extent seemed pretty laid back and casual for two guys in high pressure, results-oriented jobs who, well, weren't getting results. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that per se, but I think it might, people might like to see a little bit more of a sense of urgency. On a somewhat related note, our Bill Williamson got a scoop on soon-to-be free agent tight end Foster Moreau. A league source told Williamson that the Raiders have strong interest in retaining Moreau, but there's a catch, the price tag has to be right. Williamson went on to say that a deal to bring Moreau back to Las Vegas could get done before the legal tampering period begins on March 13th, but that will depend on if the Raiders offer it's enough for Moreau not to want to explore the open market, which could lead to the tight end's departure. Per ESPN, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has concluded his darkest retreat, which was supposed to help him figure out his the next step in his career, and that could mean a trade to the Raiders. At the time of the recording, I don't have an answer on what Rodgers will do, but Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio shared some interesting thoughts on the Rich Eisen show that I figured I'd share with you guys. I don't know that Josh McDaniels is capable of adjusting his style to account for the quote-unquote delicate genius, Florio said. You know the first thing McDaniels would say to him? Hey Aaron, you can't go on the Pat McAfee show every Thursday, and you can't go on there and answer questions about what things we're doing here. I mean, it's the Patriot way. Josh McDaniels knows what Tom Brady does, what he tolerates by way of hard coaching, or at least he did while he was with the Patriots until he had his lifetime limit of it. Aaron Rodgers has already had his lifetime limit of that. He doesn't want to be called out in meetings. He doesn't want video to be shown of him, his bad decision, and how he freelanced. So again, they tell me Aaron Rodgers is really smart. If that's the case, I don't see him getting into the McDaniels system. I don't see him leaving. At this point in his career, I think it's play for the Packers or retire. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. The Raiders didn't fire any coaches during the first wave of the offseason. However, they did let defensive line coach Frank Oakham go recently per Vinny Bonsignor of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Oakham was hired last offseason, but Las Vegas had the third fewest sacks, 27, in the league with defensive linemen other than Max Crosby, only accounting for nine and a half of them. The team was also in the bottom third for opponents yards per carry at 4.5 yards per touch. At the time of recording, no one has been hired to replace Oakham, 
but a couple of in-house names to keep an eye on are Matt Edwards, defensive, defensive assistant slash pass rush specialist, who also coached the defensive line at the Senior Bowl with Patrick Graham, and senior defensive assistant Rob Ryan. I'll make this one quick since Derek Carr isn't on the Raiders anymore, but I'm sure a few people are interested in where he'll be playing next year. Carr visited the Jets this week, and the meeting apparently went very well as the Jets pitched him that he's the missing link on their quote-unquote Super Bowl-ready roster and could become a Hall of Famer if he comes to the Big Apple. That's quite a lot of praise for Carr, but no deal has been agreed to, and David Carr said on NFL Network that Derek is going to take his time and wants to visit as many teams as possible, so no decision is imminent. Alright, before I move on to questions, I wanted to give an announcement that I talked about at the top of the show, and it has to do with the pod. As some of you may know, Box, the company that owns SB Nation, has been making some changes lately, and one of them is shutting down just about all SB Nation podcasts, including the Silver and Black Pride channel, at the end of February or next week. Now, I did hear today that there are some rumblings that they may extend it, but in case they don't, I did want to take a second to thank you guys for listening and tuning in every week to hear me blabble about the Raiders. It really does mean a lot to me that you guys care enough about what I have to say to listen. I'll still be writing for the site regardless, and I know others in the company aren't so lucky, so I'm very thankful for that, but I will miss talking to you guys every week, even though you guys weren't much for conversation. One thing I really, really miss about the podcast, though, is the mailback segment, because I love answering your questions. So, what I'll do moving forward, again, assuming this is the last podcast for the time being, is I'll still send out my same tweet every Thursday asking for your questions, and you can still email sppquestions1 at gmail.com, and I'll answer them in an article on the website. In other words, the same interactive concept where you guys control what I talk about and I give my thoughts or clear something up, just a different medium. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. After that, potentially one last time, here we go, mailbag time. Question one. How realistic is it that the Raiders land Jalen Ramsey if he gets cut? Honestly, I think it's pretty realistic if he ends up getting cut. The Rams did cut Bobby Wagner today. They're looking to build, 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 excuse me, get some cap space and get a little bit younger as they are older on the roster. And as we've gone over before, the FM pick strategy has come back to bite them in the ass. So I do think there is a good chance that maybe Jalen Ramsey does get cut. And, I mean, when he was a free agent or when he was looking at going to play for another team when he was in Jacksonville, he did mention Las Vegas as one of the destinations that he'd want to go to. So I think there's some mutual interest there. There is definitely some interest on Ramsey's part, and the Raiders would be stupid not to have mutual interest and also want to go after him. So I think he would definitely be on the table. Obviously, the price tag will have to make sense as the, the uh, this regime is does seem to be a little bit cheap. But for a guy like Ramsey, who's been an all-pro in the past, I don't think they'll have a problem breaking the bank for him, and he'd fill a massive need. So yeah, if Jalen Ramsey does get cut, I think he might be one of their big free agents in the offseason that they really go after. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Question two was a follow-up to question one, and it was more of this person's plan for the offseason, which is get Ramsey. Did, went over that already. Trade for either Justin Fields or Trey Lance 
so the Raiders can become competitive right away. And he says, why not swing big next year with Waller, Renfro, Jacobs, Adams, while having Crosby and Ramsey on the defense? Well, for one, I don't think Justin Fields is really going to be available in the trade market. I think that was more the Bears. The Bears saying that they were looking into quarterbacks and were willing to trade Justin Fields was, I felt like it was more to drive up the price tag for the number one overall pick. And I think they've walked that back a little bit, or there's been reports that they're walking that back. So I don't really think Justin Fields is available. But I would be intrigued by Trey Lance if the Niners are willing to um, just give the reins over to Brock Purdy. I like Trey Lance a lot when he's coming out. I just don't know if he's going to be available. I think they'll probably make him and Purdy compete next year rather than uh, making Trey Lance available. So I don't know if that's going to be a complete option. But you know, if they can get Jalen Ramsey, they will have a they will have a better situation. But I still think they'll be a little bit away on the defense. Then he goes into getting Rodgers and says if he doesn't care if Rodgers plays one year, becomes Mahomes is going to dominate for the next 10, and he doesn't want the Raiders to be end up like the rest of the AFC East during the Brady era. So you guys know my feelings about Rodgers. Not exactly a big fan. I think the one thing that that's, this kind of ignores is the trade to get Rodgers will also help or will also hinder the defense. And, I mean, if they get Rodgers and Ramsey's contract on the books, now they're getting tied up against the salary cap. Salary cap. Um, so I don't know. I mean, again, I'm just, I'm just out on the Rogers idea, but you know, I see where you're coming from. Go for, go for uh swing for the fences this year, since Mahomes is probably going to be pretty damn good for a while. Don't want to end up like the, uh, Bills, Jets and Dolphins. So I see where you're coming from. Finally, spend big on the offensive line and draft playmate defensive playmakers in rounds one through four. So can't fault that. Definitely in for bringing in a veteran offensive lineman. Definitely in for drafting playmakers. But again, I don't. I don't know. Right now, we don't have. They, they still wouldn't have a quarterback in this situation unless Trey Lance becomes available. I mean, I guess if they do trade for Aaron Rodgers, so probably still got to get a quarterback in the first round. Um, but yeah, I don't hate going in on defense. You guys know I love that. So we'll see. Next up. Do you think it would be better to trade up and get Jalen Carter from Georgia and get a quarterback like Hendon Hooker? Um, not really. I think if the Raiders are going to trade up, it's got to be for a quarterback. Well, obviously, Jalen Carter is a hell of a player and would make a huge impact on this defense. At defensive tackle being a lower value position where they'd still need a lot of other defensive players, I'd rather see them keep their assets. Now, if it's to get a quarterback, which, again, most important position in all of sports, really, that's I can stomach a little bit more, but for a de- defensive player or any any other position other than a quarterback, I'd rather kind of let there. I'd rather have them keep the assets they have and play the lottery with more tickets than maybe a better ticket, I guess if you will. Um, but yeah, I I kind of rather see them stay at home or stay at pad if they're going to target defense in the first round. I don't mind Hendon Hooker. I think he could be a decent option. I'm not completely sold on him. The injury and how he'll be able to play after that um, is a bit of a concern. He is older too, and obviously is a little is or is a one year wonder, um, which I usually get a little skeptical of the older guys that are one year wonders. But hey, worked out for Joe Burrow, so we'll see. But yeah, I'd still like to go with a quarterback in the first round, and if they're going to trade up, going after a quarterback versus a defensive player. Question four: With all the old line talk. The Raiders still have Denzel Good and Brandon Parker on the roster. 
could they be could they help and keep the Raiders from being so desperate for a guard or tackle? Um, so Denzel Good retired, technically not on the roster. He's under, I guess if he wanted to come back, he'd be under contract. And I believe Brandon Parker is a free agent. Um, if Denzel Good wants to come out of uh if Denzel Good wants to come out of retirement and play, I'd be all for bringing him back. I don't think he really wants to though. I think he tweeted out something about how much he loves spending with his family. I don't think he really misses it. And two, I, I don't know how great it would be. I, I think he's already over 30 years old and after a year off. So I'd welcome him back, but I don't know how much of an impact he made. And Brandon Parker, I think that ship has sailed. If they're going to bring back uh, a, a tackle that's going to be a free agent, it's got to be Jermaine Illuminor because I'm pretty sure, and I'll look this up just to verify. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Brandon Parker is a free agent. So I don't think uh, he's going to help. And I think even if he was on the team, I think they probably would have gone with uh, Illuminor at some point if they didn't start Luminor right away. Anyway. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode. Again, not sure what exactly what the future holds for this podcast, but it's looking pretty bleak. Probably not going to happen anymore. So again, I do want to say to you guys, thank you guys so much for listening. I can't tell you how much that means to me from the bottom of my heart. The fact that you guys care to care as much um, about what I say to not only listen, but to submit questions too, to hear my opinions. That really does mean a lot to me. Um, this podcast has definitely helped me in my career and, uh, and grow. So I really appreciate it. And you guys are a big part of that. I appreciate all the support and I really can't iterate that enough. And I can't say appreciate enough because I appreciate how much I appreciate you guys and you appreciate me. Appreciate. But yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Um, I'd say until next time, but I don't know if there's going to be one. So I'll still be around on Twitter. I'm making this more morbid than it needs to be, but, uh, yeah, look for those mailbag podcasts. Look forward, or look, not mailbag podcasts. Look for those mailbag uh, tweets so I can get you guys in on the uh, the mailbag articles moving forward and get those questions answered for you guys. All right, I'm out.